This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Sorry, Nick, my finger, folks, but uh, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. What am I? What am I saying? <laughs> this may be the new rallying cry for 2022. What do you think, Guy? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You're like, what the hell is Bongino talking about? Joe's already, Joe already knows. I'll figure it out. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know in a few minutes. I think you'll agree that uh, we should go. Let's go, Brandon. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, back from the home studio in uh, in the great state of Florida. I just noticed, why is that camera up on top of the teleprompter? Is there, oh, real! look at this. There's all kinds of sophisticated new things happening here in the studio uh, since we've been gone for a week. But it is good to be home and to welcome back producer Joe. Uh, we missed him on Friday. A lot of people oh, wanted to you. hear uh, in his worst 1960s game show voice how it was Friday. They didn't hear it. But here's what I got for you today. Is there a national divorce coming? I got the article of the weekend about it. Is there a national divorce coming and how quickly? I've got that. Uh, also, things conservatives knew months ago about Corona now happening. You're all going to be like, ah. All right. Today's show brought to you by Podium. If you own a business, you know there aren't enough hours in the day to waste playing phone tag. The list of customers you need to reach doesn't get any shorter, especially when business is good. That's why local businesses everywhere turn to Podium. Podium makes every interaction as easy as sending a text. So everything that makes your business great can get done faster. Podium isn't just a better way to communicate. It's a better way to do everything. Gathering reviews, collecting payments, even marketing to your customers. Podium makes it all as easy as just pressing send. You won't just free up more time. You'll grow your business and you'll get more done. With Podium, you'll close deals with customers before the competition, even as a chance to call them back. Join more than 100,000 businesses that already use Podium to streamline their, their customer interactions. Get started for free at Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M.com slash Bongino, Podium.com slash Bongino, or sign up, for, sign up for a paid Podium account and get a free credit card reader. Restrictions apply. That's Podium.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe, very go, Brandon. There you go. That may be our new Monday. I don't know, Joe. You may have to sign. That may be our new Monday intro. Yeah, you didn't tell me you were doing. I like that. No, go, Brandon. That's pretty good. So, uh, what are we talking about? Let's go, Brandon. So, uh, is he a NASCAR racer? This guy, Brandon Brown. So he wins this Xfinity Series race, right? And uh, an NBC reporter is interviewing our buddy Brandon, Brandon Brown, and. Uh, she says, listen, this is really nice. The crowd behind you saying, let's go, Brandon. 
Uh, but that's not exactly what the crowd behind Brandon Brown was saying. So let's go, Brandon. You can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. You told me you were going to kind of hang back. You can hear the chants from the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, unfortunately for the NBC reporter, they are not saying that. They are saying something Joe Biden that rhymes with tuck. <laughs> so let's go. Brandon's been trending all weekend. That may be our new uh, Monday intro. Let's go. Brandon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he brings up a good point, Joe. To have college football stadiums around the country. They're screaming. Let's go. Brandon too. Or that oh, version yeah. of let's go. Brand Brandon's very popular, even in college football stadiums around the country. So <laughs> Listen, is there a national divorce coming? This is a lot to hit you with on a Monday morning, but it's a loaded show, and I don't want to lose the material. Uh, so let's get to it right away. A national divorce. I'm going to read this article for you and pieces of it later from Dave Raboy's Substack, and it's amazing. But why, you know, what would lead you to believe that there would be a national divorce coming? That there are two spheres in the country, ideologies, right? Conservatives and liberals, and we can't meet in the middle. And therefore, if we can't meet in the middle, what's the point of trying, right? Well, things like this. But the left is trying a boil the frog approach to tyranny right now. They're slowly but surely every day trying to take away more and more civil liberties from us. The ability to have sovereignty over our own bodies with ridiculous vaccine mandates, telling us we can't, uh, you know, convene in public during lockdowns and all stuff. I say big, double-barreled, unfamily-friendly, double-barreled middle finger to you. I actually believe in freedom and the constitutional republic, and the left doesn't. So why do we have to live with these people anymore? Why not just you guys do your tyranny and subjugation and we'll do freedom and liberty? How does that sound? Beat it. Stay up in your communist Northeast states. Leave us all alone. And let's why not a national divorce here? Here's one of the stories I'm talking about, that there's no meeting in the middle on this anymore. Washington Examiner. Biden must reject using the Patriot Act to suppress angry parents opinions. This is an actual article. Washington Examiner. Apparently, folks, the Biden administration, because you don't want your kids being brought up to be racist, being taught racist, critical race theory, which is racist. And if you believe in critical race theory teaching it, you are a hardcore bigot and racist. You are human filth and you're disgusting. Do you hear me? Everybody, look, you are filth. You disgust me. You are a hardcore bigot if you believe in critical race theory. It's a lot on a Monday morning, but it's a fact. Everybody needs the syrup of Ipecac sometimes and bigoted racist leftists need to hear it. So parents around the country have decided they're going to show up and exercise their right to assemble peacefully in public. And they are going to exercise their other right to petition their government and government entities, assembly and petition. Those are in the Constitution, right? Last time I checked, fellas. We get a check. We can. OK, Guy's not. He said, Joe, yeah. last time I checked. OK, thank you. Mm -hmm. Two for two there. And leftists don't like that because they're communist tyrants, so we should divorce these idiots. Here. So a letter demands that the Justice Department, the FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security intervene to stop angry parents objecting to having their kids taught CRT, by the way. And they want the, the left wants tools such as the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism and these Hate Crimes Preventions Act to be used to investigate and prosecute parents who show up to speak out at school board meetings because they don't want their kid to be racist. Ladies and gentlemen, the left is deeply populated with sick fascist socialists. Yes, it's a fact. We share nothing in common with these idiots anymore. 
You want to teach your kid to be racist? You want to teach your kid to judge people by the color of their skin? You want segregation? You can stick with that up in the North and Northeast with your communist states. Just leave us alone. It is way past time for a national divorce if you want us to embrace your racist, fascist ideas. We're not going to do it. There's no circular overlap there, folks. The left are now racist, fascist, socialist. The right believes in freedom and liberty for all, not judging people by the color of their skin. Listen to me. There's no in-between. There is zero overlap. Did you see that story this weekend? You show up at a school board meeting, they want you investigated for domestic terrorism? These people are sick. These people and the people asking for that, you are sick effers. I'm really sorry. Sick, fascist, jackbooted thugs. You want parents investigated who refuse to have their kids taught a racist, hardcore racist ideology. Yeah, I'm annoyed today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm happy to be back in the studio and back at home, but Tired of playing games, man. Game time's over. You want to play games? You want to do cutesy time? You got to find a different show. I'm too pissed off to be dealing with these idiots anymore. They are racist fascists. That's what they are. Hardcore bigots. And they're stupid, too. Here. I had to title this section, Things Conservatives Knew Months Ago. A bunch of explosive news stories came out this weekend about coronavirus, the handling of coronavirus making politics out of coronavirus. And they're all things we already knew months ago that liberals are just figuring out now after they pushed their big tech masters to ban us for saying exactly this. Remember a few months ago, Joe, you remember this? When I told everyone, yes, in Florida, we get a spike in the summer in Florida in coronavirus. Yet the spike this summer, what happened? Everybody in the media, Joe, what'd they say? Rod DeSantis, uniquely unqualified to handle Corona. Florida's having a surge. Get rid of this guy. Look at this idiot. Death Santis. And I'd said to you at the time, again, things conservatives knew months ago, you as well, that Florida gets a surge every summer. We've had Corona for two summers. At the same time, coronavirus peaks in the Florida in the summer, in, in Florida in the summer. Why? Because we're not stupid like moron leftists. I said to you in the summer, it's very hot in Florida and in Texas where the cases spike too. So again, for the thousandth time, people go inside in Florida and Texas in the summer because it's hot and you'll melt. I melting like the Wicked Witch and Wizard of Oz if you stay outside. When people are inside, coronavirus is a respiratory virus. It spreads more indoors. What else did I say to you? I said, now that they're criticizing DeSantis for something he absolutely cannot control, I said, you watch. When the Northeast gets a surge in the winter, because people go inside in the winter in the Northeast because it's cold, and they start breathing on each other, and there's a surge there, watch the media just make it about the region and not make it about the politician. They won't criticize the governor of New York or New Jersey. Here we go. AP, fraudulent scam outlet. AP, another fake news media losers here. Virus surge hits New England despite high vaccination rates. October 3rd, 2021. I I, I can't take it. I can't take it. I'm really, I'm having a hard time doing the show tonight because I don't want to because I can't take this stupid. Why do we have to live with these idiots on the left? Why? Why do we have to live with people who are so freaking stupid? You can't shake them out of their stupor. They want to be subjugated and ruled, and they are so freaking dumb. 
everything you tell them, you tell them it comes true and then they pretend like it never happened. It's right there. Virus surge hits New England. Shocker. It's getting cooler. People are going inside New England, which we only told you about months ago. Every such as me. But notice you hear nothing about death. Hochul, death. Murphy, the governors of New York and New Jersey, respectively. Why? He was death. Santis. Why? Why don't you hear anything? Because the left are phony, fake frauds. So are these media idiots. And I'm really sorry you keep falling for their BS. Only if you're a liberal idiot. This is why you live in a world that doesn't exist. You live in a world where Ron DeSantis caused coronavirus. Trump colluded with the Russians. Hunter Biden's a great guy who's not a sex tape maker. That's the world you live in because you're idiots. Here. So remember, months ago, when we said that about corona, that it spreads in Florida when people are indoors, people got banned and stuff from Twitter and made fun of by leftists. Now it comes true. Here's another one. There were others, Steve Dace, Phil Kirpin, and others warning a long time ago that the vaccines were not doing a lot to prevent transmission, maybe to prevent some hospitalizations and serious illness, but that they weren't doing a lot to prevent transmission. They warned about that. People in Florida and conservatives who did warn about that were then banned from Twitter, made fun of, called conspiracy theorists. Now we see in the European Journal of Epidemiology, a study that just came out September 30th, 2021. Again, things conservatives knew months ago that, quote, increases in COVID-19 are unrelated to levels of vaccination across 68 countries and 2,947 counties in the United States. For liberals watching who can't uh, translate that headline, even though it's quite simple, it means more vaccination does not necessarily translate to less transmission. Which, again, was something conservatives were saying months ago. And, of course, people didn't listen and called you anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists. So proud to be a conservative. Really, I'm not kidding. I'm so proud to be a conservative and to not be a liberal moron. These people are so stupid. They live in an alternate universe. There's nothing more they like than to be propagandized and lied to and subjugated because they're dogs. They're like little pets to the left, walked around on leashes. They want to be dogs. They want to be dogs. They don't want to be treated like adults. They love being lied to. Here's Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director, on this weekend with, I believe, CNN, confirming again about the vaccine, what conservatives warned months ago, that it's not doing a lot to prevent transmission. Now, again, when conservatives said it months ago, we were banned from all kinds of leftist communist platforms. Now, of course, Rochelle, Rochelle Walensky says it, and now it's okay. Check this out. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit fail, uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor setting. Again, we said that months ago and we were banned. You should chest out, chin up today. You should be very proud to be a conservative. You are the smart people. The leftists are the morons. And why are the leftists morons? Because leftists don't do homework. 
They have gods. They create golden calves, Fauci, Biden, Bernie Sanders, AOC, Rochelle Walensky, and they, they're, everything goes unchallenged. Whatever Fauci says, Fauci, who's taken the opposite side of nearly every significant position on Corona, wear masks, don't wear masks, vaccines, he's taken every possible position on everything, everything. Vaccines do this, vaccines do that. They don't question. We question. Showing you again why things conservatives knew months ago, liberals are just figuring out now because they're idiots. It's because they listen to this dunce. So here's Fauci suggesting that hundreds of thousands of people a month crossing the border during a pandemic, untested for coronavirus, that no, don't worry, this doesn't have a lot to do with transmission at all. If you're a liberal, you believe this because you're an idiot. Here's Fauci again saying, hey, Christmas is the problem. Christmas, we'll get to that in a second. But illegal immigrants crossing the border, potentially infected, thousands of them with coronavirus. No, no, that's no problem at all. Check this out. A new Kaiser Family Foundation poll asked Americans this week what they thought the major reasons for high coronavirus spread are. And the top reason that Republicans gave in this poll was immigrants and tourists bringing COVID-19 into the U.S., are immigrants a major reason why COVID-19 is spreading in the U.S.? No, absolutely not, Dan. I mean, if you just look at the data and look at the people who've gotten infected, look at the people who are in the hospital, look at the people who've died. This is not driven by immigrants. This is the problem within our country the same way it's a problem with other countries throughout the world. Again, you want to know why we need a national divorce from idiocy on the left? We ca it cannot come soon enough. My suggestion, again, we shrink the federal government down to the size of a bathtub. We have our military and a federal court system, and that is it. Nothing else. The federal government should be limited. It should not be able to infringe on states' rights because these people are morons. We share nothing in common with them. If you believe that from Fauci, that Christmas is the problem. What are you talking about? I'll get, that in a I'll get to that in a second. Christmas is the problem, but hundreds of thousands of potential people, thousands who may be infected with coronavirus, piling across the southern border isn't. You may be a liberal, therefore you may be an idiot. What am I talking about with Christmas? This is this moron, this clown prince of the federal government, Dr. Fauci. Ignore this guy, please. Please, if you're looking to save yourself. Ignore this idiot. Here's Fauci here. How no, no, it's not the illegal immigrants who may be infected. It is most definitely Christmas. Check this out. We can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've okay. just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. The fact that the left has determined that this now documented clown, this total buffoon. This is, this is the stupidest smart person in America right now, Fauci, that they have deified this guy, beatified him and made a saint out of him. Shows you how dumb these people are we live with on the left. Illegal immigrants are not the problem, but definitely Christmas parties. I got more Fauci coming up and a big hat tip to Hugh Hewitt, who's a very good interviewer. Hugh Hewitt just nails Fauci to the wall. And of course, Fauci takes no responsibility for being the total dunce that he is. I've got that coming up. Also, 
I want to show you what happens to the left when their lie is exposed, when they know they're living a lie. I want you to watch something, and I want you to watch the tweets afterwards to show you what happens to these people, the rage that happens to them when you tell the left everything you've been told and you believe is false. They are enraged. Coming up in a second. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hugh Hewitt is a very talented interviewer. He takes very little crap. He's Hewitt's at that. He's not old or anything, but he's at that stage in his life. He's been around a while where he doesn't really give a damn about catering to anybody's nonsense. So Dr. Fauci decided to go on Hugh Hewitt's show. He made the mistake of thinking he was going to get his butt kissed like liberals do. But this is an actual interview. And watch the clown prince of medicine, the United States, Fauci, squirm, as Hugh Hewitt says to him and calls him out on all his nonsense and says, hey, are you going to resign? Watch this guy freak out. The controversy since the virus started include the botch testing at the beginning, no research on masks for children in primary care, the J&J pause, the controversy over the... Um, uh, the use or non-use of ivermectin, and there was no study yet completed. Dr. Collins told me it's not done yet. The uh, the no discussion of of natural immunity, which exists and ought to be out there. The discussion of herd immunity, which is switched switched back and forth. The mask discussion at the beginning: don't wear masks. The noble lie, and then wear masks. Now, equity issues in the FDA panel scientific discussion. I've lost confidence in the CDC and the FDA. And I actually believe a lot of Americans, a significant part of America, now have lost confidence in you, Dr. Fauci. Is there a point where you will say, I do more harm than good because people don't listen to me anymore and step aside? No, absolutely unequivocally no, Hugh. Good for you, Hugh Hewitt. Good for you. Very well done. Professional. Hey, I wouldn't have, I, I'm, I'm serious. I would have been a little more angry, but that's good. That's probably why I found she would never, ever come on my show. Good for Hugh Hewitt. Challenging him on everything this guy has said that's incorrect. The legions of information out there. Dr. Fauci taking completely opposing positions on everything. But again, it doesn't matter how many times the clown prince of medicine Fauci is totally discredited. The left worships this man like a god. Why? 
Leftists want to be subjugated. There is nothing they love more than to worship people and their masters. They hate freedom and liberty. They hate it. Therefore, go back to the theme of the show. There has to be some national divorce here. We don't want to be subjugated. We want freedom and liberty for ourselves and others. The left doesn't. They want to worship bureaucratic gods, people who have no record of fidelity to the truth at all. They want to bow down and genuflect before them. Why should we have to live with these idiots? And then when you break the truth to the left, they are enraged. They want to be lied to. I am not kidding, folks. It's not exaggeration for effect. The left wants to be lied to. They want to be subjugated. They don't want freedom or liberty. They need subjugation for themselves. When you challenge them on facts, they lose their minds. Here, I want to play another video. Bill Maher, again, red-pilling now every weekend. Bill Maher red-pilling his audience. He's on his panel there, and he brings up the topic of ivermectin. And on the topic of ivermectin, Bill Maher says, how is it that a drug's been politicized? Which is what I've been saying. Either it works or it doesn't. Why are you lunatics losing your mind over a drug? And I want you to see afterwards the enraged comments. I took a screenshot of just a few on the left because the left wants to politicize drugs because their gods, Fauci and others told them to. They need to be subjugated. They hate freedom. And when the truth hits them in the grapefruits, they lose their marbles. Here, watch Bill Maher first. Check this out. We have politicized medication now. I mean, ivermectin. It keeps ivermectin. It's it's a drug. It's not a politician. It should not have any reputation except does it work or not. But like on the left. Thank you for applauding that completely non-controversial idea. But like on the left, it was like, oh, no, you can't even mention it. I think they they. Took the, right, isn't that part of your Meet the Censored campaign? Isn't oh, yeah, no. There people were, couldn't there were, even there talk about people, ivermectin. Yeah. And, and, of course, the, the comedians on the left would only talk about the fact that it was used to deworm horses, leaving out that it's been described millions of times for humans. Now, there was a, a study done, a large patient study in Brazil, ivermectin. They said it had no effect whatsoever. But you know what? There's always multiple studies. I don't know. Doctors are also wrong a lot about Well, you know, the th- I think the, the thing that was we really weird about, wanna... about COVID is that there were so many people who were suddenly rooting against or right. for certain drugs. Like, right, rooting. Why do you care? Exactly. You know? I mean... Root for it. Why do they root for or against certain drugs? Because they want to be subjugated, the left, and the media told them to. Joe Rogan, who's a free speech advocate, said he took ivermectin. The media then determined you have to crush free speech advocates because we want totalitarianism and tyranny because we're meet, we're communists pretending to be journalists. So we have to marshal people against Joe Rogan. And the best way to do it is to humiliate him for taking the drug ivermectin and subjugate leftist losers who cannot be subjugated quick enough. Go. <laughs> they laugh like Bozo the clown and they just say ivermectin bad because they're idiots. Look, this is just one screenshot. So Bill Maher was trending on uh, Twitter this weekend. This is just one screenshot of some of the comments about Bill Maher and his ivermectin 
uh, Matt Taibbi segment where Matt Taibbi also brought up how the Russia thing was a hoax. Folks, it's a documented hoax. The left can't take it and they can't take it that ivermectin is just a drug. They, it's a political thing for them. Them go, Their golden calves in the media have told them to attack and they do it like dogs because they're pets. Look, here's just some of them. Orange president. These are, these, are re, these are actual people who spend their time with Twitter accounts like this. Watch Bill Maher tonight. Matt Taibbi was explaining how uh, TFG didn't really collude with Russia and there was no connection. I am now concerned for Matt Taibbi's sanity. Here's another one. Bill Maher just said the left went crazy over ivermectin. Mm, I disagree. We were laughing at the horse paste. It's not horse paste. These people love being stupid. They legitimately love being stupid. Here's another one. This, by the way, this is not like separate. This is just a screenshot of one. It's not separate tweets. This goes on forever. Bill Maher's become a cranky old man. He's completely out of touch. I used to like watching his show. Now it feels like punishment because he asked you not to politicize a drug. Here, here's another one. In case anyone didn't know, Bill Maher's gone full on MAGA. And another one, Bill Maher says, we really know how ivermectin doesn't work. Folks, these people are idiots. We cannot engage in a national divorce quickly enough to get away from morons. What really happens, though, when you politicize a virus? I'm going to get to this in a second. I want to get to my next sponsor. But do you remember when I told you a while ago, I told you a story about how in the 1980s, I remember the AIDS epidemic in the United States when it first came here. And I told you a story about something I heard on the radio. Now, and I know you don't think I, I make stuff up, but I, which I don't, of course. But proving to you, again, I don't make stuff up. The Wall Street Journal confirms what I heard on the radio was real. People were saying this. It'll make sense in a second. What happens when you politicize a virus like the left is doing now? This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So, folks, what happens when you politicize a virus? Well, it's happened before. I had told you a story a while ago about when the AIDS epidemic hit our shores here back in the mid-'80s, how I was a young man at the time. I was only about 10 years old. Boy, more like it. I was a boy, and I specifically remembered going out to Jones Beach with my cousin Steve and being in his car and hearing on the radio some guy saying, like, be careful, don't sit on a public toilet seat. You could get AIDS, and... It happened. I remember it happened. And I remember because I went to the beach that day and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I, I, what am I going to do? Where are you going to better go in the water? Like didn't know what to do. I was terrified. I remember it happened like it was yesterday. And I warned you telling you that story that when you don't do science and you do speculation, that's the kind of stuff that happens. You get fear porn and crazy stuff. That's why we should shut the hell up until we understand the science. Unlike Fauci, who feels the need to talk all the time because Fauci wants to be famous. He doesn't want to be a doctor. Sir Mike Cernovich had a great tweet about this this weekend. Cernovich said on his social media feed there, Cernovich made the point that he's seen people who want to be famous. So me too. You can tell 
They don't all they they'll say anything to get on TV. That is Fauci. Fauci has no interest in medicine. He is all about being famous now. Fauci is a fear porn alarmist. Now, this Wall Street Journal piece, he's got a history of doing this. It's called, it's by John Tierney. Read this piece. Unlearn AIDS lessons for COVID. They talk about alarmism during the AIDS epidemic. Quote, one early alarmist was Anthony Fauci, who made national news in 1983 with an editorial in the Journal of the American Medical Association warning that AIDS could infect even children because of the possibility that routine close contact, as within a family household, can spread the disease. After criticism that he had inspired a wave of hysterical homophobia, Fauci, who in 1984 began his current job, promptly pivoted 180 degrees. He's good at that, folks declaring less than two months after his piece appeared that it was preposterous. Matter of fact, absolutely preposterous to suggest AIDS could be spread by normal social contact. But other supposed experts went on warning erroneously that AIDS could spread widely via toilet seats, mosquito bites, and kissing. Folks, I lived it. I remember it. Don't use anyone else's cup. You could get AIDS. Don't sit on a toilet seat. You could get AIDS. A mosquito could do it. You got it then if you get bit by a mosquito. But none of that was true. None of that was true. This is what happens when you don't do science. It's happening again now. Nobody's learned any lessons at all, including Fauci. With this corona nonsense. Ban people for speaking the truth. Well, what happened back then? Well, what's interesting, folks, is there weren't widespread demands because there was a coalition amongst people on the left and people on the right for freedom and liberty. They said, yeah, HIV is a serious virus. We finally figured out how it was transmitted. It's an STD, right? It's a sexually transmitted disease. Science won the day. There were no calls, at least widespread calls to have people quarantine, to have people, everybody be tested all the time. But why? Why is that happening now in the new communist uh, uh, state of Australia, country of Australia? Why? Why is that happening now? Why did you get you see the point I'm trying to make? Why weren't there calls despite HIV being a fatal disease and had a 100 percent fatality rate when it was first around? Almost nobody survived. It's close to 100%. Why weren't there calls for quarantines and mandated testing back then? Oh, listen, the piece goes on. While doomsayers got the most media attention during the uh, AIDS pandemic, their attempts to curtail civil liberties like mandated universal testing to identify and isolate AIDS carriers failed because of opposition from both the left and the right. Making my point again about the national divorce. Back during the AIDS epidemic, people who were leftists and had a line with leftists said, no, we can't have people who, uh, who may be gay quarantined because they're carrying AIDS. That's not the right thing to do. And you know who aligned with them? A lot of people, not all, but a lot of people on the right and a good enough percentage with, of them that this stuff, thankfully, was never implemented. But weird. 
Now we have a disease that's not even close to 99% fatal. Matter of fact, for young and healthy people, it's about 99% survivable. And yet we have places like Australia, New York, and elsewhere where you have the exact opposite approach. Quarantine people, mandatory testing, everybody hide, stay in your house. And nobody did that during the AIDS epidemic. Why? Because whereas leftists back in the day actually believed in civil liberties, even with a fatal disease, leftists are now full-blown communists, sheep and lemmings, and they want to be subjugated. The education system has gotten worse and the left has dominated the culture, and now it is time for a national divorce. They are now all in on freedom and liberty disappearing. In contrast to the mid-80s leftists, ACLU and others who actually believed in civil liberty, despite the idea that back then, or the, the fact that back then the disease they would have contracted was almost always fatal. So what happens when you politicize a virus? Get away from these people, folks, as soon as you can. If you can move to a red state, don't waste another minute of your time, please. These people want subjugation, folks. They have no principles whatsoever. The media, leftist politicians, the same people who fight right now against stigmatizing people with HIV, which is the right approach to not stigmatize them, not to stigmatize the wrong. You shouldn't stigmatize people for being sick. We should take responsible actions, but we shouldn't stigmatize people. Is that hard to figure out for leftists? Is that hard? But with Corona, they want to stigmatize everyone. They actually want to celebrate people's deaths. It's because they don't have a damn principle they live by. Thank the Lord, not using his name in vain. I mean it. Thank the Lord every day. You are not a deranged leftist nut. They don't stand for anything. Here, hat tip the great defiant L's on Twitter. Ted Lieu, look at this phony back in 2017. Communist politician Ted Lieu, and one of the dumbest, from what I hear from people, one of the dumbest members of Congress, up there with Maxine Waters and AOC, a very stupid man. Here's Ted Lieu back in 2017. I'm not kidding. I've got that. For, this guy's a moron. Here's Ted Lieu. Actually, you do have the right to health care. It's currently the law. In other words, everybody should get health care. It's the law. Don't stigmatize people for their behaviors. Well, here's Ted Lieu in 2021. If you're going to engage in riskier actions that increase health care costs and health care burdens on all of us, then you should be the one paying for the increased risk. So just to be clear, Ted Lieu wants everyone to have the right to health care unless, in fact, you go out in public and breathe air and may catch a respiratory disease called coronavirus one day. Is Ted Lieu going to apply those same principles at risky behavior? If you engage in risky behavior and catch a disease, then you should be liable for your own health care costs. Is he going to apply that to HIV? What about the smokers? What about to uh, obese people? What, uh, any of that? Of course not. Ted, Crew, uh, Ted, uh, Ted Lou is uh, a, a total. Ted Lou is a total fraud. He is a complete fraud who, again, is dying to be subjugated while subjugating you too. They want to treat, you want to treat everyone. What about this guy? Did you read this story? Just one last final story on coronavirus. Afghan war vet with two heart conditions faces a dishonorable discharge for refusing the COVID shot. A national divorce folks cannot come quickly enough. Get away from these people as soon as you can. They are lemmings. You will become dumber by living around these people. So here's the Substack article by the great 
the legend Dave Raboy that I've been talking about. It is in my newsletter today, and I can't encourage you in strong enough terms to read it. It went kind of viral this weekend. It was the article of the weekend. Dave says, listen, national divorce is expensive, but it's worth every penny. Folks, this discussion is starting to pick up. There's simply no overlap of the ideologies anymore. Do you understand? I hope I've made that clear over the last few months of the show. We believe in freedom and liberty. We believe in actual diversity of ideas. We are the actual anti-racists where we believe racism is a bad thing. We are the anti-fascists. The left claims to be all those things. In fact, they are the opposite. They are the real fascists. They are the real science deniers. They are the real racists. They are the real segregationists. That's not open for debate. Just use the left's own words. We have nothing in common with these people anymore. So Dave makes the point that this national divorce is coming. Whether you want it or not, we share nothing in common anymore. But this is the takeaway from the piece. He says, you know, the one thing that would stop this and slow this down, excuse me, the two things, the ties that bind are ethnicity or religion. These are things that can tie us together. He says he notes that there are two strong identity conceptions that have the power to unite people in smaller, less diverse states. Not patriotism emerging from a reverence for the nation's history and heroic founding story either. The left has worked hard with great zeal to undermine all of these things because it wants to unite Americans under nothing but its own ideology. The 1619 Project is only the most successful high-profile effort to undermine the legitimacy and even more importantly, the virtue and goodness of the American regime and its founding. It, along with related cults like critical race theory, forms a political ethos that has thoroughly consumed blue America. So what he's saying here is in smaller, less diverse states in the United States, I'm sorry, I open, I explained a little bit wrong, but it's, it's critical you get this, that in smaller, less diverse states, it's things like ethnicity and a religion that can tie people together where there is really one religion, one ethnic class. That's not the United States. What he's telling you here is the thing that ties us together here is this love of country, this tie that binds it. This is a thing that matters. The flag matters. The ideas behind the flag, the republic, liberty and freedom. How we get there, we can argue the mechanics, but we should all be determined to have some fidelity to the great cause of the constitutional republic. But the 1619 Project, critical race theory on the left, hates that. So without that, we have nothing. There is nothing binding us together. We're not this small, less diverse state where we're all the same ethnicity or religion. It's never going to work. We have to believe in the idea of America and the left hates this country. We share nothing in common anymore. Nothing. National divorce. I'm telling you, shrink the federal government as small as possible to its strictly constitutional role. Let the states do what the states do. Let the conservative states practice freedom, liberty, big R, God-given rights, and let the communist states do their thing. But get away from these people and get away from them as quickly as you can. They're a growing threat to the republic. All right, moving on. So uh, hat tip one of my listeners. They sent me an article this weekend. Uh, Always sends good emails. You know, I've been telling you for a while about Hauser's Law and Economics. Don't tune out the show. I know some of you think economics is dry. It's very simple, Hauser's Law. This article is from 10 years ago, but it doesn't matter. It still applies today. I've tried to explain to you that no matter what the tax rate is in the United States, even if it goes up and up and up, that Hauser's Law, Hauser was a researcher. He determined that no matter what the tax rates are, folks, 
the United States takes in as a percentage of GDP roughly the same amount percentage no matter what. You may ask yourself, how is that? You're saying if we hike taxes, it doesn't matter? They're going to get roughly the same percentage of money anyway? Yes, because what happens? When you hike taxes, what do people do? They hire expensive accountants and pay less. It's just not a hard thing to understand. It's called Hauser's Law and not Hauser's Guess for a reason. Hauser's Law is important because, again, it doesn't matter what you raise the rates to. People will just do more to evade taxes. But he says there's two ways to break Hauser's Law and really fleece the American economy. So Hauser's Law says between 17 or 20% of the economy is paid in taxes just about every year for decades, regardless of what the income tax rate is. But that's not the case in Europe, folks. In Europe, about 50% of the economy in some places is taken in taxes. How is it? How have the Europeans figured out a way to get more money, to steal it from more people through the legalized theft we call taxation? Well, there are two ways they do it. And one of them is through a VAT, a value-added tax. But the other way Hauser's Law can be broken is by hiking taxes on the rich. Why? Dan, you just said you hike taxes on the rich. They do more to offshore their money. This is brilliant. This piece, read it. It's by Daniel Mitchell. Again, it's from 10 years ago, but it's worth your time. It's up in the newsletter today. It says, will Hauser's Law protect us from revenue-hungry politicians? It says, but class warfare tax rates on the rich do serve a very important political goal. Politicians understand that ordinary people will be less likely to resist oppressive tax rates if they think that those with larger incomes are being treated even worse. <laughs> Simply stated, higher taxes on the rich are a necessary precondition for higher taxes on average taxpayers. Come back to me for a second Gabe, before I get to the second part. You see what they're saying? Hauser's Law. No matter what you tax the rich, the rich are not going to pay it. They're going to move their money around. So Hauser's Law is saying, so therefore you're not going to raise any more money. So then how are you going to get more money by raising taxes on the rich? Because the middle class will pay higher taxes. Joe, does this make sense? If they think the rich are paying more, even though they're not. Yeah. It's a scam. It's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a huge scam. The rich aren't paying it. You are. Hike taxes on the rich, but and the liberals are like, <laughs> yeah, because they're too stupid to realize the rich aren't paying it. They're moving their money offshore and elsewhere. You're paying more because you think they're paying more. That's the way around Hauser's Law. Second, for Hauser's Law to be effective, it means proponents of limited government need to fight these two battles. But first, uh, these uh, fight two battles. First, they need to stop a VAT. And second, block higher taxes on the rich in order to prevent higher taxes on the middle class. The value-added tax is a, a tax, it's basically a consumption tax built into every level of the economy. A lot of European countries have it. The reason that it's relatively popular is you don't see it on your pay stub. You just go to the store and you just pay more for products. So when you don't see it on your pay stub, you don't know what you're paying. So there's not a political revolt for higher taxes. It's a great piece. I strongly encourage you to read it. But the takeaway are fight a value-added tax if it's proposed here with everything in, in your will because you will you will, you'll be fleeced to kingdom come. But second, you should be in the middle class fighting higher taxes on the rich because it's a scam. They don't pay it. You pay it. It's a scam to get you to pay more. Look, they're paying more than you. They're not. They're not. It's a big scam. By the way, why did I include this today? Perfect timing. Daily Mail, longest headlines anywhere. 
proving again, wealthy people, they're not paying any of this stuff. It's just everyone else in the middle class. Dailymail.com in the newsletter today. Remember this model? I haven't heard her name in forever. Claudia Schiffer. She was a big model in the 90s. Claudia Schiffer, Shakira, and cricketeer Sachin Tendulkar, I don't know who that is, are named in the Pandora Papers leak revealing offshore fortunes. Articles in the newsletter today. Folks, these Hollywood and celebrity types and politicians, they're not paying. You're paying. You're paying. They think you're idiots. You're paying. Taxes on the rich are a scam to make you believe they're paying more than you to hike your taxes. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Enough. Little about income inequality, income. It's total BS, folks. You're all being smoked up. Sheesh. How about a flat tax? Everybody pays the same thing. Liberals don't want that either. Because they want to soak the rich to get the middle class to pay more. All right, moving on. I go on about economic stuff all day. Read the piece about Hauser's Law. Proves my point. As long as you have an income tax and people can see what they're paying, they will never pay more than 17, 20%. It doesn't matter what you do. They'll just hide their money. Liberals don't know anything, though, as we said in the beginning of the show. It's been a consistent theme throughout today's show. They don't know anything. Liberals never know anything ever about anything. Here, more proof. This weekend, be proud you listen to this show, and we always set the record straight. The New Yorker, doing an interview with a guy from New York who I'm pretty convinced is committed to a hit piece no matter what, but I'll get my say in there, so I'm pretty sure. New Yorker tweeted this out this weekend. Why did American policing get so big so fast? The answer mainly is slavery, of course. I'm just going to disregard the second part because that's just stupid. Uh, policing grew all over the country during the era where tragically we had slaves, whether it was a free state or not. This is just an absurdity, but it's the New Yorker. Nobody actually believes anything the New Yorker says. But the premise that America is over-policed is easily challenged uh, by doing what, folks? By doing actual research. So Matt Palumbo, who is my resident researcher, uh, was quick to point out in a matter of about 15 seconds or less that if America was over-policed, surely there would be what, folks? There would be some evidence that America was over-policed. So here's a study over in a marginal revolution there by an Alex Tabarnak, under-policed and over-prisoned revisited. So is America really over-policed and has too many prisons? Well, here's a graph from Daniel Beyer on the ratio of police to prison spending comparing the United States to Europe. The U.S. spends relatively less on police. Scroll down, Guy. And more, no, the other way. I didn't finish reading. The U.S. spends relatively less on police and more on prisons than any European country. So are we over-policed? We spend less, less. Here, the piece goes on. And here's totally annihilating the New Yorker tweet. And here's a graph from President Obama's CEA report on incarceration in the criminal justice system. The graph shows the United States employs many more prison guards per capita than does the rest of the world. Given our prison population, that isn't surprising. What is surprising is that on a per capita basis, we employ 35% fewer police than the world average. That's crazy. Are we over-policed? We employ 35% fewer per capita than the rest of the world. 
Folks, again, please don't let facts and data get in the way. Uh, every day we got to do this. So when your leftist friends say, we got a big policing problem. Really? How big is it compared to the rest of the world? Oh, we definitely have more police than Europe. We do. We actually employ 35% fewer. Do you know that? You ever actually do any homework? All right, I'm running out of time. So uh, let me just quickly get to these stories. Here's a little bit of good news because it is a Monday. It's been a hot show today because I'm annoyed at all these idiots on the left. But I read a story this weekend, just when you think things get terrible and we can't fix anything and it's all at the point of no return. There's an article by James Freeman in the Wall Street Journal about a real American hero. And I'm sorry to say I hadn't heard the name before. Father Emil, Emil Capone. You heard this story? The article is titled The Kansas Homecoming. It tells a story in the uh, Korean War about him taking, he was a, a priest taken prisoner. And uh, he said that the guards used to ridicule his devotion. He was in a, a, a prison camp. The guards ridiculed Father Emil Capone, his devotion to, severe, to, to the Savior and the Almighty. They took his clothes and made him stand in the freezing cold for hours. Yet he never lost his faith. If anything, it only grew stronger. At night, he slipped into huts to lead prisoners in prayer, saying the rosary, administering the sacraments and offering three simple words, God bless you. One of them later said that was this, with his very presence, he could just for a moment turn a mud hut into a cathedral. So I, his remains, I guess, were brought home and they had a funeral for him in Kansas this week and a whole lot of people showed up. Just to serve as a reminder, you know, we think things are really terrible, that they can obviously be always, you know, it could be worse, and that this place and freedom and liberty are worth fighting for. You know, can I tell you a little quick story before we leave today? Is that all right? I wasn't going to do this, but just on a good note, and how, however bad it gets, there's really no other place to go. This place is worth fighting for. You know, some of you, many of you have kids. And the world takes hostages when you have kids. You can't just quit. You can't just give up and say, yeah, I'm done. There's no done. There's nowhere else to go. There's no being done. You're in a boxing ring. The other guy's kicking your ass. You can't be done. He's still beating you up. But I was in a restaurant this weekend, and uh, it's a great place. La, La Forquette. Uh, it's in uh, Martin County. It's an Italian place. It's spectacular. The food, I can't recommend it highly enough, but it's so good. I hadn't been back in a while because I've been busy. But I'm in there this weekend, and this lady at the next table goes, oh my gosh, are you Dan Bongino? And I was, I was kidding. I'm like, no, but I look like him. I sound like him. Like, I was joking. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I thought she was in on the joke. Like, she's like, oh, like she laughed a little bit. Apparently, she really thought I was a guy who just looked and sounded like Dan Bongino. Which she's from San Diego, and she just moved here. So I, my other, my oldest daughter wasn't there, but my youngest was. And, uh, she turns to my nine-year-old daughter lady, and she wasn't being rude or anything. She was just being funny. And she's a nice, nicer lady. She, I don't know if she's in her 60s or something. Or, and she turns to my daughter, Amelia, and she says, oh, your dad, is that really your dad? Does your dad look like Dan Bongino? And my daughter, you know, I wasn't going to ask, but my daughter was like, of course, no, that's Dan Bongino. And the lady was like stunned. So she's like, oh, my gosh. And she looks and she goes, oh, you must love your dad. She goes, you know dads, though. They can embarrass you sometimes, right? And my youngest daughter looks her right in the face and she goes, nope, no, not my dad. Man, I got to tell you, it reminded me of something. How great having kids are and how like you look at the country differently when you feel like you have something to hand them to and the world takes hostages. When my oldest daughter was about 12, Isabel, 
She was on the set of Fox and Friends. Abby Huntsman was still a host there. And uh, they asked my daughter to come on set live on TV. It's still out there. You can find it. And Abby turns to my daughter. And again, just being funny. She wasn't trying to be. Abby was very nice. Abby's like, oh, you know, your dad, like dad's always embarrassed people once in a while. I swear on my life, the exact same question. She says, uh, did your dad ever embarrass you? And my oldest, Isabel, looks and goes, nope. Nope, not my dad. Never. She's like, come on, just a little bit. Nope, not my dad. She wouldn't do it. Even on TV. She didn't care who said it. She was like, not my dad. And I got to tell you, I'd never been prouder to be a father. I'm going to tell that story at my daughter's wedding one day. The world takes hostages when you have kids, man. You look at this place totally differently. And man, it's worth fighting for. Every bit of it. There is nowhere else to go. There's no second place. All I can encourage you is fight and fight strategically in the right places. Shrink this government. Have a federal government to defend the country's landmass and a court system for some unity in our national rules. And everywhere else, go where freedom and liberty reign. It's way past time. You don't want to hand your kids a cesspool. And that's exactly what the left wants it to become. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. You can follow us there. It's a video version of the podcast. It's at rumble.com slash Bongino. We're at, I think, 1.84 million followers. So thank you. We're almost at 2 million. I really appreciate your help in getting there. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show and on the podcast back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.